0: Hey there! Welcome to the Nerdcast, where Ben and Kim talk about everything nerdy. From niche to mainstream, we'll consume and review it all. Glad that you're listening. Let's get started.
1: Squid game, squid game, squid game, squid game, squid game.
0: Okay, maybe I should leave because I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> or do you mean no, no. the squad game? I game oh god. <laughs>
1: What was that again?
0: <laughs> I was listening to. Um, uh, so in my spare time, I like to play with money. I uh, <laughs> I like to. That I like sounds to...
1: very wrong, but continue. I, yeah.
0: I mean, we're talking about Squid Game, so I feel like uh, yeah, would stay true, true, in true, the true. same. Good,
1: <laughs> good follow up. Good follow up.
0: Yeah. So I like to listen to uh, some investment podcasts, and I was listening to this one podcast, um, and they were discussing the the Netflix stock. And the presenter was trying to say that that uh, Netflix created Squid Game, and since they did that, their stock went up, like or their they earned. I don't know how many times their investment back on this series, but he like it was he's about my age. It was the number one show everyone was talking about at that point. And he gave the show like six new names, none of which was the correct one. He called it, <laughs> he called it Squad Games, Game Squad, uh, squads, squads game. Uh, <laughs> no.
1: And then there was the other, the 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 other person in the podcast who was like, yeah, 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 that Korean show, but he didn't correct them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the other one is so it's this investing guy that that presents the show and. The co-host is um, a woman who is also around my age, but she's she's into the media and podcasting world, so I was pretty confident that she knew.
1: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she knew that it was called Squid Game. Uh, but <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know. She... I, I was just trying to push up our podcast with, uh, you know, since Squid Game is, is very popular now, maybe the algorithm will pick up that we're we'll talking about oh, Squid Game, Squid, right. Game, Squid yeah. Game, Squid Game a lot. <clears throat> So yeah, all all jokes aside, I wasn't planning on talking about Squid Game because I feel like it's just so everywhere that yeah. if you if you didn't want to watch it after everything you've seen it then then I mean we are not gonna make you want to watch it. But maybe maybe we should just give it a quick just a quick vote just to uh clarify where we stand on.
0: To stay in the atmosphere of the Squid Games, I'm gonna give it um, uh, Two and a half ghosts. So the chaser, I think it's ghost number three, got decapitated. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. It got the Inspector Royale. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. I liked it, but I feel like there was uh, a lot more potential that they yeah. missed.
1: I, I feel like it deserves a chaser, but it's definitely... On the lower side of the chaser for me as well. It was it was really good. I would recommend it, but it's nothing, it's nothing uh life-changing. So don't expect a big banger of an ending or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's yeah, I agree. I mean it's definitely worth a watch, but um I think it had, you know, for example, okay, Inception is also maybe a bit too hyped and a bit too much talked about a couple of years ago, but at least when you watch that movie, you could sit there and just fantasize a little bit on, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exploring it in your mind, what might be the truth and what might have happened, and yeah, they 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 kind of just dropped the ball there.
1: Front frontman speaking. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm out I of references. 69. I'm
0: sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sixty-nine.
0: Why I'm do you of... pick sixty-nine? Oh uh, no! <laughs> yeah, for oh.
1: For everyone who who's already seen uh who's already seen Squid Game, we recommend uh Pro ZD's video on YouTube where he <laughs> makes uh, an amazing reenactment of uh, that scene. You know what I'm talking about. We'll leave we'll leave a link in the description.
0: Wait, this is very important. If Uh, The developers for Squid Game Season 2 are looking for either voice actors or English-speaking actors from Europe, which is (laughs) cultural capital of the world. Coglito (sighs) and I are available.
1: I mean, I am especially available if they don't want to raise the bar from Season 1's English uh, voices.
0: So I am going to talk about a horse, (laughs) Yes. and not just a horse, but a horseman, Bojack Horseman. Wow, that was such a good introduction. That was that was
1: amazing. (laughs) Ten out of (laughs) ten.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So there is um, uh, Bojack, who is the who is the main, who was sorry, very important part, who was (laughs) the main star of a very, very famous soap sitcom series, and this show completely blew up. He got very famous and very rich, but it got um, canceled at one point, and uh, the first episode of BoJack ties in to the point where he has been unemployed for a couple of years, living off the occasional uh, talk show appearance, and uh, it, it immediately sets the tone that you, that you follow a guy who used to be very successful, but is kind of a nobody with a lot of money now and doesn't know what to do with his life. I haven't watched, I mean, I watched one episode of it. I haven't watched a lot of it, but um, yeah, I heard really good things about it because it, it, it's um, a funny show. It's a laid back show, but at the same time, it explores a lot of darker topics like depression and suicide and all that kind of things.
1: It is it is a very, very vital point uh, of the story that he is a, a horse and he's a man. Uh, and he's horseman and we should never forget <laughs> it. That's really important. <laughs> in the 90s, he was part of this TV show that ran for like nine seasons. And it was kind of mediocre, but since a lot of people watched it, he got filthy rich from it. And the show starts off in, I don't know, 2016 or something. So it's been... 18 years or something since Bojack did anything, but he's still filthy rich and he hasn't done anything with his life. I I, I think I wanna start by breaking two nerdcast conventions in oh this review. Oh my God, what? <laughs> the first convention is that I'm gonna talk about something that I actually don't dislike, <laughs> like the first.
0: Oh, wow. The first
1: two reviews. Second one is that I'm gonna just, say now that for me Bojack Horseman was a complete ambusher uh, a four out of four and it it was also an ambusher in the literal sense of the word because for me as soon as I uh, re-got into Netflix this this summer after a while that I haven't had it uh, the show got uh, suggested to me on Netflix since I watch things like uh, Too Kind Bertie or Rick and Morty and stuff like that and I Started watching it years ago, but I kind of was one of those who snobbed it. I was like, because compared to compared to other comedy shows, the first episodes or maybe the first season of BoJack is really weak when it comes to uh, jokes themselves. I don't think the comedy level is as high as other shows might be. I just have to say that from the second, it, the, the whole show is six seasons and it's Completed with a beautiful ending, a beautiful, complete arc. And it's just this story that gets progressively darker and darker about depression, abuse, uh, addiction, handling relationships and and friendships later on in your life, uh, trying to balance work and, and private life. It's objectively a really, really good uh, deep dive into the psychology of this broken man that Bojack Horseman is. But I can also tell you that because of this, I can totally see why a lot of people, uh, like, you either love or hate Bojack Horseman. Because I I understand that people who don't like shows that might go into triggering, uh, uh, into some triggering uh, themes, uh, I can totally see why you wouldn't love something like this.
0: Also the art style might throw a lot of new viewers off because if you see it you might think that it's a funny uh, cartoon yeah
1: yeah and, and what I was saying that if you're in for the fun then that like the first season is completely uh, I don't know with it, it, it's it's full of awkward cringe jokes but especially if I think back on the on the last three seasons for example I don't think I can recall a joke in there like it really becomes an exploration of of all these characters and at the end of the day it's funny that you realize that that the funny horse and the dog and the birds and the cat characters are there to basically sugarcoat the experience that the show is is telling you yeah I can really believe that it's uh it's not for everyone because it it hits harder if you if you've had experience with uh with uh, with abuse or addiction or uh, maybe depression loneliness it really it really hits home. So I think yeah if you're if you're just looking for something to just lay back and uh, have a laugh then this is not the show. This is something that will take uh, if you if you really enjoy it and if you really sit down to watch it that it will take more of your time and of your life to enjoy it. I took away some uh, some moral advice from the story, and I grew a bit after watching the six seasons. Don't worry, like if you if you might be thrown off by the the triggering uh, scenarios and jokes that are just sometimes in other shows that are just thrown in. Don't worry because nothing goes under the radar. Everything you do has consequences. Also, shout out to the amazing character names like uh, obviously Horseman. Then. You have a cat called uh, Princess Caroline, or the the dog Mister Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there is a there is a director in the later series called Cuddly Whiskers. He's also Aww. very cute. <laughs> I will try to introduce something that I'm not sure what I'm supposed to introduce you to because Kim will want to talk about The Wheel of Time, which is an epic fantasy series. Epic Uh,
0: fantasy series. Epic fantasy series. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) what I said. Yeah, but (laughs) I'm trying to make a joke. Oh. It's not epic fantasy series. It's an epic fantasy series. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry that you have to had to triple emphasize to get the joke through to me, but that's why we are best partners podcast.
0: Yeah, my jokes might be a little too sophisticated, but so, yeah,
1: <laughs> says GumballWatcher Watcher sixty nine. But the the reason why I started this pre preview with a with like with being questionable because it's because I'm not sure whether Kim wants to talk about the books or hype the people up for the upcoming show. So, I'm just going to say that it's a story that starts out as a kind of a good successor to Lord of the Rings style storytelling and fantasy world. I I wasn't sure and I wasn't a believer for the first two books, but now I can tell you that it, it really grows out uh, to have its own identity and its own uh, arcs and everything but don't take my word for it take the word of someone who read it that read the, the 15 books like three times or something <laughs> <laughs> so Kim uh miss miss winespring in please take it away
0: Yes, I, I, uh, I indeed read it three times, which I would like to share a fun statistic with you all to, to show, show you how much I love this series. All 15 books in total have uh, 4,410,036 words. If you would listen to the audiobook versions, a one complete listen would take you 19 days, 5 hours and 25 minutes. <laughs>
1: so that being said
0: i have bad news for people who have not read or listened to it because because they are turning this into a tv series that will premiere on the 19th of november so if you would start today on the launch day of this uh, of this episode and you would listen to it non-stop without sleeping then you would not have enough time to listen to the full series <laughs> Before the launch of the the first episodes. Okay, but that being said, what is it about? Because that's what I'm doing here. Um, So as Ben already said, um, for people who loved The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Wheel of Time will fit right into their alley because it has a lot of the same elements. A peaceful village, something happens that draws a couple of people away from this village, and then they go on an epic journey. One of them... um, is revealed to be the chosen one that has to save the world. There is a magic system. There are mages. There are, you know, evildoers. There are even uh, not orcs, but Trollocs. That's the orcs of the Wheel of Time. So it has a lot of the, a lot of the same elements, um, which make it feel very, very familiar. Yet, I do believe that there are a lot of distinctive elements in the Wheel of Time that um, are not in the Lord of the Rings. Um, There are um, five young main characters in this book, three boys and two girls. And um, there is one very powerful mage, who is Moraine, Moraine Sedai. And Moraine Sedai is looking for the chosen one that has been prophesized to be born around 20 years ago, so she's looking for a 20-year-old that (laughs) will be able to defeat the Dark One. So she arrives in this village and she finds five young people that are around the right age to be the chosen one. Um, And she takes the five on a journey to... Well, to the, to the mage capital of this world. By the way, that's book one. So you can imagine that in the 14 books after that, <laughs> a lot more will happen. But that's, the, that's uh... the most basic version of the story that I can give you. I have to say that I grew up with the Harry Potter series. So I... Uh... I read the books of Harry Potter around the age of the main characters in the book. So I kind of grew up with them. And for a long time, Harry Potter was my whole universe. Like, I was I was completely obsessed with this series. And I was 100% convinced that there would be nothing that could ever top this series. That's how bad it was. One day, at, I think I was like 24 or 25, I was at a flea market and... I ended up chatting to this fellow fantasy nerd that was selling a lot of his stuff and I was kind of telling him what kind of books I liked and he was like, oh, have you heard of The Wheel of Time? I was like, no, what's that? Well, yeah, I have the whole series here and you can uh, you can buy it. And then I, I think it- it's ridiculous. I'm still ashamed of this, but <laughs> I think for the whole series of 15 books, he asked like 10 euros and I oh, uh, I managed to hassle it down to five euros. So. <laughs>
1: And it's actually like one of the first prints as well. Yeah. You know, or, or like a pretty old, a pretty old yeah, version. Yeah, I am the
0: OG, OG book one with the, with oh, the, the Nicholas Cage <laughs> on the front art. You should Google it and then uh, <laughs> you can see that Nicholas Cage is indeed on the front art of this book. Oh yeah, um,
1: sorry. Can I have a, a small parenthesis? Everyone is just saying like, oh yes, I love the art. Yeah, especially art of book three and book four. And they're all referring to the the original ones. I think they look hideous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're just
1: They're just so everyone is so ugly and the uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, sorry, It's continue. really 80s <laughs>
0: art style.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the the like super cheesy D&D art style yeah. from Yeah, <laughs> from like the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Uh it's okay, glorious. continue. <laughs> uh
0: so Anyway, I, b- I brought home this huge shopper bag of books that was almost too heavy for me to carry. And then I started reading book one and I put it down. I couldn't, like, maybe two or three chapters I finished, but I couldn't go through it. I was like, nah, all right. Then a couple of months or even a year later, I picked it up again. And let me tell you, I just, I spent, I think, one and a one and a half year reading it. And I was like, this was the first time that I finished a book and i had a feeling of emptiness inside me like what what am i what am i going to do with my life i i can <laughs> never i can never read this series for the first time again so imagine my absolute disgust when i found a youtube video of uh the series made the the book series made into a tv show it was awful there was a company that got the rights from uh, robert jordan's widow to make TV show of the book series and they completely butchered it. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's hilarious. Like it's, it's so.
1: Does it already exist?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They tried. (laughs) This is a couple (laughs) of years ago. They tried to make it into a TV show and it's so bad that it's funny. It's so bad that it's laughable. Um, Maybe we can put a link in the show notes so people can see the monstrosity that I'm talking about. I was heartbroken because I was like, this has so much potential. This was also after uh, Game of Thrones came out and I was so disappointed that they turned Game of Thrones into a TV show instead of the Wheel of Time because it has the, the potential to be so awesome. Then the first rumor started of Amazon Prime buying the rights to turn the Wheel of Time into a show. Hmm. Okay. That piqued my interest because I was like, this is a really big company that can spend a whole bunch of dollar-dollar uh, monies on, <laughs> on the Wheel of Time. <laughs> so maybe it's going to be good. Then they announced the director, Rafe, Rafi? Rafi Judkins. I don't know how you pronounce the name. I'm so sorry, Mr. Judkins, if you're listening, please forgive me.
1: Raphael.
0: Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> um, who also directed uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, so think what you want about that one. But... It's, I mean, we can agree that it's not bad quality. And who, I found out, is also a massive fan of the Wheel of Time. So that was already, you know, that, that was already more hopeful. Then Amazon Prime completely engaged the fandom by making uh, making this, this thing called Wheel of Time Wednesday. Where every Wednesday they would release a tiny, tiny, tiny raindrop of information about the upcoming show. So we got, you know one new actor every week we got a tiny sliver of the logo every week that that just completely <laughs> exploded the fandom every time like oh my god did you see that tiny pixel that might have been the tail of a snake or whatever you know so
1: yeah and like uh, bit like bits and pieces of props so like the hilt of a dagger or I don't know the the tiny piece of something and there are just so many uh, iconic weapons and just tools in the series that every time something new came up Kim was like oh this is this I know what this is oh my god it looks so cool
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I I I don't know I just really love it and I also love the fact that um Rafi who is at the head of the show is a massive fan because it's obviously it's 15 books you cannot you cannot compress 15 books into a good show especially when Book 12 is as big as the first three books combined. I'm just very grateful that someone who is a fan himself gets to do this because then I can be... Okay, well, knock on wood, but I can be relatively sure that it's not going to be the monstrosity that the last season of Game of Thrones was. Okay, so the main characters are all described as the standard main characters, which means that they are white European descent. And in the series, they they changed it into some, uh, you know, some dark skinned some dark skinned characters and some Indian characters, and I I love it. I mean, the whole fandom was freaking out about it, but that takes a week, and then everyone is like, "Yeah, she's awesome," you know. So <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very excited for the show, and I think I think now that the trailers have come out, you can watch them on YouTube. I think they'll go, do a good job of catering to the existing fans, but also making it really accessible for new viewers.
1: As someone who is not a super fan yet of the story, but I, I am I am a, an average will of Time enjoyer. I'm having a good time <laughs> reading it, but um, like, I'm really curious to, to see how they start the show off, because I'm really enjoying book five. Book four was really good. Book three was okay-ish, book two was yeah, <laughs> and it goes goes back, back, back. Yeah. So I think the series' biggest enemy is its first couple of books. That's where it is the most generic fantasy. I really hope that they're gonna find a good way to start the show off and just engage with old and new fans of the Wheel of Time from episode one.
0: Yeah, I think I think it will, because like you said, book one. Um even among the fandom there are a lot of people who say that book 1 feels like uh, Robert Jordan who is the writer was yeah. kind of trying trying different stuff out and then decided what did and didn't work and took that f- to book 2. So that's yeah. It. yeah yeah yeah. I'm not sure about this one but if I remember correctly I think they took stuff from the first 3 books and made season 1 out of that so that it also oh. makes a lot more sense where they go yeah. and which people they meet. Yeah, 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 it's already also been confirmed that a lot of characters are either going to be cut or going to be mashed into one so as I said the, the mages of this world are all uh, female but Ben already <laughs> complains to me a lot and he's on book five that it's like there are uh, five female mages that all have names that start with an A and there is <laughs> nothing that, that keeps them apart like uh... no distinct qualities so I don't think you're going to see that in a TV show
1: Nice. So everyone, save the date. Hype, hype, hype. November 19.
0: Oh yeah, and if you can, uh, maybe you should try to start reading the series because of how juicy it is to watch the show when you already know what's going to happen. Ambusher, four out of four. I would give it five, but there are only four Pac-Man ghosts. (laughs)
1: Alright, so, for the music section, we, well, I didn't get any specific guesses this week, and I'm, I'm very sad, crying noises. No. But this aligns with Kim's sentiment of the song being really hard, and, uh, like, really hard to guess.
0: Yeah, like last week I, I said that it felt like um, a bit of a, you know, 70s noir detective kind of theme. And I, I spent the whole week wrecking my brain to find some some character that matched my sentiment. And I I thought of movies, I thought of book series, I thought of uh, games. And I, I couldn't, like every time I, I thought of a, you know, detective sleuthing kind of character I was like nah not you know not really yeah Jeez. I had to come up with a guess and I <laughs> guess that I, I I, just reverted back to the detective noir 70s character <laughs> which is the main character from LA noir and his name is Cole Phelps.
1: Uh, I am sorry I'm desolated to tell you that that is not the right answer unfortunately.
0: Yeah I figured. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The song was uh, supposed to be a song of a character from Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. Oh. Uh, Benson.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So it, not not a detective vibe at all, actually. Nope. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, so no, 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 no. points for, for uh, anyone this week. The score is still Kim 1, Senate 1, the whole world 0. <laughs>
0: still at the top baby
1: and this week's song is gonna be very cute obvious (laughs)
0: okay so i'm sure that you're gonna cut that out but for the listeners at home i found an easter egg oh my gosh (laughs) Okay, so i i won't spoil it but i know i know which thing it's from so i'll help you guys a little bit because i don't want to be lonely at the top (laughs) 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 okay well I i mean that being said, I, I I found the thing that it's from, but I still don't know which character it is, so I'm going to have to figure that one out. But anyway, it's from a game series. So it sounds I don't know, it sounds very very sweet and very bubbly. So I had I had a first instinct, but the the character that I'm thinking about has a bit of an edge that I don't hear in this song. So I'm going to I'm going to have to I'm going to have to brainwave a bit about this.
1: So I I think we already talked about this uh at some point um in this episode, but I think I'm I, I want to leave um our listeners with uh with a recommendation of Pro ZD's YouTube channel uh to just go and watch his sketches of uh, King what was it? King Dr. King <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Lysithion the Dark One. Yeah, uh I don't know. It's just if you like video games and if you ever played any JRPGs or if you if you know anime yeah. or board games, you're you're gonna you're gonna love it.
0: <laughs> and also they're only they most of them are only twenty to thirty seconds long. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, yeah. Except for <laughs> one that is three minutes long.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's three minutes of amazing <laughs> content, so
1: Thank you, thank you guys for listening and and playing along. You can find Kim on Discord, uh, her tag being hashtag 3461 or you can find me on Instagram at underscore Kobe underscore Leto
0: underscore. Next time on the Nerdcast, Ben is going to talk about Shira. Uh,
1: And the princesses of power, that's the, the sexy complete title
0: but mostly uh, about shira <laughs> yes that's true
1: shira and katra's buddy <laughs> stories uh, and kim is gonna be talking talking about a uh, video game high school yes tune in again two weeks from now thank you very much for listening we love you all and thank you well thank you and congratulations to all our artists throughout spooktober inktober Good job. Well done. And
0: thank you for sharing your content because I enjoyed it greatly. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Damn you, the Netherlands.
0: Uh, Excuse me, but it's available in the (laughs) Netherlands. So I don't know where this word is.
1: Sorry, sorry. Damn you, the rest of Europe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.